0: Hello and welcome to Milkshake Monday. I am Anita Helm, your host, and this is being brought to you by Fordos Production. Tonight is a special celebration. This is episode 250 for our broadcast under the Milkshake Monday. And I'm very excited. Before I start, I just want to share a few announcements uh, just to let you know. As of August the 7th of 2023, we will be broadcasting Milkshake Monday under the live stream under the YouTube channel for Fordos Productions at Fordos Productions. We are going to forward the actual video over to the Facebook groups and page. So you will have the access, but the live stream will be under YouTube. And my team is extremely excited and so are some of you because there'll be opportunities for you to post uh, comments and questions and me to see what's going on with the people that are interacting on the audience as well as expanding our audience base for those who do not use uh, Facebook. So I am excited to let you know about August the 7th us going into broadcasting under the YouTube channel. Also, for your awareness, we have a Let's Get Connected coming up October the 14th at the Reston Community Center in memorial to my husband's a desire to share with those in need, whether homeless or just struggling. So for those who can donate or help with that venture, please contact our church or Winnie K Burns, or even just reaching out to me through a comment and I'll make sure you get all the information you need, but that's coming up October the 14th. Now with all that being said, I wanted to share with you a few things about the history of milkshake Monday really quickly. Back in 2018, Pastor Helm at the time of Resurrection Baptist Church has shared to all the membership. He said, basically, I want you all to be in prayer and I want you to seek the Lord's knowledge and leading regarding doing something extraordinary. And if you know the word extraordinary, it means extraordinary. So I started praying for what the Lord wanted me to do. And I recognized that he wanted me to teach now sharing something private about myself, I've always struggled with consistency. If I start something, discontinue with the pattern, no matter what it is. So when I had the leading about Milkshake Monday, I thought of the title and I said, what would keep me accountable? Milkshake is, I always thought about something fun to drink and just sit and talk to people and making conversational, making it fun. But I said the Monday part was to make sure that Anita Helm couldn't try to do it on a Tuesday, couldn't try to do it on a Friday. It's called Milkshake Monday to hold me accountable for doing it on Mondays. And even when the Mondays hit holidays, as you've known over the years, because this started back in 2018, I still make myself actually teach on the Mondays, regardless if it's a holiday. Now I did have a small break when it came to Reverend being sick or him actually passing. And I took maybe a couple weeks off, but for the most part, I have done milkshake Monday. I have to start by thanking the Lord. That's why I said without him I could do nothing. I couldn't have done any of this without the Lord. I also couldn't have done this without the encouragement of the late William Helm and Faith Helm has been phenomenal. I mean, HKL for you productions is just off the chain in support and everything that I can envision or things that I haven't even thought about that production company has just been phenomenal. I've talked to you all about B Brown photography and all the pictures that you see, Pam, I love you, my dear sister and niece. She has done hundreds and hundreds of scriptures that she's put in the different milkshake Monday teachings week after week. And she's been so faithful and all of you that have been people who call in, or you listening or to the video and watch, all the things on the podcast and listen, I just have to say, I appreciate and love you all. God has just been so faithful to allow all of this to happen because of you. Now, just to share something about before we get into the two stories, it's not going to be long. As I was thinking about the teaching, I said I couldn't have done it without him. And the Lord is who I'm speaking about. I thought of that scripture without, you know, without God, we can do nothing. And that comes out of what we're going to teach John five verses five through eight, uh, 15, excuse me, verses five through eight. And, but before I got there, I started thinking about some things out of Ecclesiastes and I'm going to show you a running list of some things before I get to the story, because as I was contemplating these five years, so much has happened in the five years. Yes, we recognize in the last two years, probably the last 75 to 80 Milkshake Mondays, it's been done after the loss of my husband. And I got to tell you, I'm very grateful. I was thinking about that today and I try not to think about it too much, not the loss of William so much, but that God took me through going through the process of grief and the transition of understanding what my new chapter in life, my new season of life would be. And he did it through the scriptures. He did it through the leading of the Holy Spirit, identifying truth to me that I could teach myself, apply to myself and to share with you all. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, 250 sounds like a little number, but when you think week after week for 250 Mondays or occasional Sunday where I did it, that he kept sharing the gospel with me. And I'm grateful for that. So let me go to the scriptures. The first two scriptures we're going to talk about. John 15, five. I'm going to read verse five out of the NIV, and then I'm going to switch and read it from the Amplified because clarity comes sometimes when you read it out of different versions. So John 15, five, the NIV says, I am the vine. You are the branches If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I want to tell you all this before I go to the Amplified. In the first few years, something new, you know, Faith and I would be broadcasting and it would be 10 or 15 minutes. Or I'd go out with Rev as he'd go to preach someplace that wasn't our normal resurrection. And people would come up to me and say, oh, I like hearing your milk and cookies. You know, they didn't really understand the name. It was new, but it was still exciting to know that there were people who were listening. But I recognized that nothing that was happening with milkshake Monday was by accident, that it was something that was for the glory of God, not myself, but it was for people to know and to grow. And that's what I wanted from the beginning up up until now. And I'm trying not to cry because I'm, I'm really thankful that we are here still proclaiming the word of God. Um, and so I've always wanted people to get to know Jesus Christ because everyone seems to think that the Bible's hard, that Jesus is just some fictitious character sometimes that they don't have to get to know. And there's so much about people thinking that God is so religious and judgy. And I just want to do my part to share that he's a loving God. He's a great friend a great comforter. And when I think about bearing fruit for him, I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful that, uh, he's been with me, he's with you and that he tells us clearly in the scriptures that we're going to see that apart from him, without him, whatever the word or the, the actual, <sighs> I gotta take a pause for a second. Whatever version of the Bible that you find yourself reading, read and know that he's there with you. You're not by yourself, no matter what you're going through, he's there with you. And if there's anything that I have been able to teach in the 250 episodes that he's blessed me to share with you is that God loves you. You don't have to earn his love. You don't have to be perfect. That God demonstrated his love that while we were yet sinners, and that's all of us. I don't care. Hey, I'm dressed up for you tonight, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you got going on in your life. If you're struggling with any habit or thing going on in your life, God loves you. And if you only spend a second of a time to hear that from me, know that he loves you. Now, then we're going to go into John 15 verses 5 through 8 out of the Amplified. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit for otherwise apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing, no thing, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's thrown out like a broken or broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire and they're burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. Now, in all the times that we're, we're going through the past, the present and the future, God knows them all. And God is the same. There's something about Ecclesiastes chapter three. I'm going to read verse 11 through 14, but I want to remind you of verse one, which says to everything, there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. But after you read that whole listing of Ecclesiastes three, there's a part that we don't really talk about, which is the 11 through 14. And the reason why I say that, because this is a season, yes, we've hit 250, and I pray the Lord of glory gives me an opportunity to teach another 250, but he only knows his will and his way and what's going to happen. But listen to what it says out of verse 11 of Ecclesiastes 3. It says, he has made everything beautiful. In its time, also he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. That's why I always tell us he knows the ending from the beginning. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. And also that every man should eat, and drink, and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is a gift of God. Milkshake Monday, you guys, is a gift from the Lord. To me, through me, but it's from the Lord. And verse 14 ends by saying, I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing taken from it. God does it that men should fear before Him. Now, whatever has happened, whatever fruit has been born, it's because of God's doing. And I thank God for the privilege and the opportunity for Milkshake Monday. Now, here's some bees. You're like, why are you going to talk about bees? Because on my board, I started writing some notes to myself, things that I wanted to just have as some takeaways. You know, at the beginning of the year, we do these. New Year's resolutions and we think about things. Well, as I think about the 2018 to present, I think about some beautiful bees. when it comes to what God has taught me. And I, I could take hours and hours to tell you more and more, but I'm just going to say a few bees tonight. The first bee that I'm going to bring up, and you can study these scriptures on your own because over the 250, I have taught them. I have shared them and you can go on a Google search and you can find them easily out of the scripture. But it says building bigger barns. That example reminds me that there was a man that was so foolish that as he was prospering, instead of thinking about sharing with other people, the blessings that God had given him, he decided to tear down the barns that he had and to build bigger barns. And God says this day, you know, his foolishness, his life was required. And it reminds me a life lesson to say, whatever God has blessed me with is come from his hand. It is because of his mercy and his grace. And that I always want to have a posture to share with others. That's a lesson that I take away from some of the teachings that I've had from the milkshake Monday. Another bee is the boat. Faith was so kind because I was writing all these bees and she said, don't forget the boat. And I said, as we see that Christ was coming on the lake and the disciples were in fear, Peter said to Jesus Christ, if it's you, tell me to come. And Christ told him to come. And he stepped out in a leap of faith out of that boat. And as he was coming toward Christ, all was well. But when he took his eye off of Christ and started to see the waves and he started to be in doubt and fear and he started to sink and he said, Lord, save me. And the Lord reached out his hands. And it reminds me that Anita, no matter where the Lord takes me, where the Lord asked me to go, that I have to step out of the boat in faith and keep my eye on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the waves come, don't let my focus be on the waves, have my focus on Christ, because he's the one that saves me. So that is about the boat. Well, another thing happens, and I started thinking about babies and barrenness. And I tell you this because there are women And I'm going to talk to the women tonight, probably more than I'm going to talk to you men. There are women that are going through not having children, being barren as Hannah and Sarah and Rebecca. And there are things about women that God will show us that it's in his will. If those of us who are going to have children and those of us who may not. But God has allowed all of us to be nurturers, but even beyond babies, As we as women are going through getting older, I know young women wanna be grown, but we don't talk a lot about this stage in our lives as we're growing and things are changing with our hair, our bodies, our chemistry in our bodies, what we look like, how we feel, the emotions that we're going through, losing loved ones in our lives, from children to our spouses. In all of those things that we go through, I want us to remind ourselves that the Lord loves us, that the Lord fashioned and made us, that it's no time from the beginning to the ending, that he doesn't look at us for the inside. The Lord says, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And for both men and women, the beauty of what he sees is not on the outward appearance, but in our hearts. So whether you are looking at yourself saying, I'm not this because I don't have that. I want you to remind yourself that God doesn't make junk. That whether you have a baby or you don't have a baby, whether you have hair or you don't have hair, if you have wrinkles, if you have estrogen, or you're losing estrogen, or going through menopause, or you're going through this, whatever is going on in your season of life, women, young and old, God finds that it's the heart. What is inside of you that he loves and finds beautiful. That's the B for the babies and the barren and those who are going through our development. This other one is about salvation and baptism. Baptism is the other B. As I thought about Philip and how he was told by the Holy Spirit, I need you to go. And he found himself speaking to the eunuch and explaining the gospel that God will tell us, all of us, I need you to go and I need you to explain. I need you to share about the message of Christ. He will find the opportunity. He will give the guidance. He will give us the voice to testify of him and that those who he's drawing and those who want to know who Christ is when he uses us, those people will want to repent and give their lives to the Lord. Just like that eunuch said, what prevents me from getting baptized? So, Let us be led of the Holy Spirit when it comes to the evangelism and where the Lord directs us to take us for salvation and for baptism. The balcony. Now, I told you initially about the bigger barns, but here's an example of a person that was a king on his balcony, looking at the beauty of what he saw around him. But he got so full of pride and puffed up that he started to pat himself on the back. And with all the things that God blesses us to do and to become and the treasures that he may allow for us to have, I want us to remember that lesson of Nebuchadnezzar on the balcony, that all of us, young and old, big and small, let us not forget that it's only through the grace and the mercy of God that we have whatever God has blessed us with. And we don't want to find ourselves seven years being like a beast, having our nails growing out and the dew all around us until we come to the realization that it's only because of God. And that is a testimony and a lesson learned that I have taught about and I will remember always I pray to God about the balcony and the Nebuchadnezzar lesson. Now, I will only have two more before I start the teaching on the two stories. And I I hope it will be not too long tonight. The last one is about building. And you would say, what about buildings? God has shown us that when we try to build things without him, remember they were trying to build the tower of Babel up to God and God confused their language and brought it all down because we can't build without God and without God's direction. But think about the beautiful tabernacle, that God had building plans to such an extent that when it came to the tent of meeting, that all of these things that Moses was instructed, he had great instruction about, but he had the provisions and he actually had the craftsmen that were able to do it. Think about how David had the plans that God wanted for what Solomon, his son was going to build. And David had to be told, no, it's not going to be you. It's going to be your son. So there are times that God is building things and God is building things in us. We are people, we are his creations and he is building things in us for his glory and for his honor. When I read uh, on the way to church this Sunday, I was reading John 17 to faith and I was just listening to how our Lord Jesus Christ was talking to his father and said, the hour has come right before his betrayal and that tenderness of him talking to his father, but saying it's finished that he's finished his course. And when he got on the cross for his crucifixion, he said it is finished and he yielded up his spirit. And there's so many things in each and every one of us that God wants to finish. Now I'm gonna start to talk about Proverbs 31:10 through 31. he you said, what a strange thing to teach. We always hear this when it comes to Mother's Day or Women's Day, or we have a woman's preacher and I, I'm not a preacher, I'm a teacher. And I gotta tell you all this truth. In years past, people have said, you know, Proverbs 31 woman, and they, they've they complimented or said very lovely things about me, referencing things about Proverbs 31. But I gotta tell you, in the privacy of my moments, even as I began to teach this, because Rev is not here and I don't have a husband. But what God showed me it didn't say without Rev, I could do nothing. It said without him, I could do nothing. And when I read these scriptures, even though it references a husband, he shared in my heart that Anita it's apart from me, you can do nothing. So these very traits, these very characteristics, these things that I see this, this woman being described in Proverbs 31, Just like I said about some women going through parts in their lives, I don't want you to think that you are not a virtuous or excellent woman because you are single, because you are widowed, because you are in a state where you do not have a husband. You know, sometimes we get our identity so focused on that and don't understand that God fearfully and made us individuals, men and women, boys and girls, and that he has a purpose and a destiny for us with him. We are a branch in and of ourselves. We're a branch. And there are times the Lord will give us two of us to be one flesh. But while we're not one flesh with a a man or a partner or spouse, I don't want us to think that we're lesser, that God can't use us because that's not what Paul says. Our focus can be even more on the Lord because we're not focused on that spouse. But As I read this tonight, I want you to see this woman who was doing things not because of herself, because she was a part of the vine. She was doing magnificent things because of who she was connected to. And the the verse in verse 10 says, an excellent woman, one who is spiritual, capable, intelligent and virtuous. Who is he who can find her? Not going to cry again, but I'm just telling you, I want you to think better of yourself. I don't want you, even for my own self, who's a teacher, I don't want to think lesser because I don't have a man as a spouse right now. Because God has shown me, Anita, you're my daughter. You're my child. You're an excellent, virtuous woman because you're part of me. Verse 11 says, let me finish verse 10. Her value is more precious than jewels, and her worth is far above rubies or pearls. The heart of her husband trusts in her with secure confidence, and he will have no lack of gain. She comforts, encourages, and does him only good and not evil all the days of her life. Now it talks about her husband, but I guarantee you before she was doing this for her husband, she was doing this for other people. Now, look at this in verse the next verse: she looks for wool and flax and works with willing hands in delight. She is like the merchant ships abounding with treasure. she brings her household. Food from afar. She rises also while it's still night and gives food to her household. I want you to understand that she was a blessing to everybody that she came into contact in her household, in her workplace, her enterprises. So even as you find yourself in all those different places from the grocery store to your CEO executive conference table, you are being a witness for Christ as long as you're a part of him here it says and gives food to her, to her household and assigns tasks to her maids she considers a field before she buys or accepts it expanding her business prudently with her profits she plants fruitful vines in her vineyard she equips herself with strength spiritual mental physical fitness for her God-given task and makes her arms strong. I got to tell you this last year, faith and I were saying just in the last few months of this year, we've passed June. So we're more than halfway that when I see this list, I think of Fordo's production. I think of the business. I think of what we have ha- going on in our house, what we have going on for the business, what we have going on for, for nutrition and exercise, what we have going on for my family, my extended family, my friends, the new friends that are coming in my life, me going to speak, all those opportunities. I see a witness from this woman to what all of us as women, but me specifically have been going through and it encourages me. And at first I said, well, maybe I'm not supposed to read this. Maybe this doesn't apply. And God had to say, what are you talking about, Anita? But I did, I felt maybe I wasn't the right person to talk about the virtuous woman anymore because William was gone. And this woman is still being a witness for Christ and All of you women are witness for Christ with the husband, without the husband. Don't get that twisted. Like I did. I did. I got to be honest. I did. It says here, she sees that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out, but it burns continually through the night. She is prepared for whatever lies ahead. She stretches out her hands to the staff. And her hands hold the spindle as she spins wool into thread for clothing. She opens and extends her hand to the poor and she reaches out her filled hands to the needy. That's Let's Get Connected. Thank you, Winnie Burns and Danita and Faith and Resurrection because we're going to do that October 14th with Let's Get Connected. She does not fear the snow for her household for all in her household are clothed in expensive scarlet wool. I wore my nicest dress tonight because I, I saw some of this. I said, okay, I can't just let it sit in the closet for another two or three years until I wear it again. But I wanted you all to know, I was excited for this celebration, even though it's in my house, I was excited. So this says her expensive scarlet wool, she makes for herself, coverlets, cushions, and rugs of tapestry. Her clothing is linen, pure and fine, and purple wool. Her husband is known in the city's gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes fine linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes to her merchants. Hey, don't forget about for store. That is something we are selling products now. I just forgot that part. Strength and dignity are her clothing and her position is strong and secure. And she smiles at the future, knowing that she and her family are prepared. She opens her mouth in skillful and Godly wisdom. Hey, you know about the speaking, right? And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue, giving counsel and instruction. She looks well to how things go in her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, happy, prosperous to be admired. Her husband also, as he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly and well with the strength of character that is steadfast in goodness. But you excel them all. Charm and grace are deceptive and superficial. Beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord reverently worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him with all filled respect, she shall be praised. Give her of the product of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. And I just thought that was a great, teaching of a lesson. As I think about Fordo's productions, as I think about milkshake Monday and the 250 episode. Now I got to tell you this one quick scripture before Reverend Helm and I, um, began even seeing each other. I'm going to show you something in a second to explain what I'm saying. I noticed that as a pastor preacher, that he was wearing a belt. And I noticed that the belt was worn out to where you buckle it. You know how you have your buckle in the hole and it wears and it wears and the leather starts to break. And I remember sitting in a pew and I looked at this tattered belt and uh, he and I were not in a relationship. But I said, here this man was preaching the gospel and I wasn't rich and I'm not rich, but I said, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that I can help him be able to have his needs met, that he would be able to proclaim the word of God and have a belt or pants or whatever he needed. And um, a story that I don't think he and I have ever shared is that the Lord put it on my heart later and in, in before we got married, but later when I, I knew him, um, to go and to buy a belt. And I think I found out what his size was for something. And I went to Ross and I bought some stuff and I just took it to him. And he had just been praying. He said, God, I need a couple pair of pants. He didn't say he needed a belt, but I saw that belt that he needed. And God put on my heart to get a couple pair of pants. And he, and the way that the world and the seasons of life happened that we ended up, um, becoming husband and wife. And I say that because as I read second Kings chapter four, verses eight, and I'm just going to read to 17, this woman was a married woman, a Shunammite woman, but she saw the need of a minister coming back and forth. And she chose to utilize unused space that was in her house and her household. And I say that because In the time that's coming, we know we're in the last days. There are going to be needs that are going to be needed to be met by we who are believers in Christ. Not just for ministers, but for evangelists, for teachers. And I just want us to recognize that if you start to see the needs of people who are proclaiming the word of God, open your heart to do what God puts on your heart to do. My example about a couple pair of pants at Ross that I went on to clearance because I didn't have money that much, but I said, God said, get him these pants. And when I handed them those pants, it was an answer to a prayer that he'd asked of God and God happened to use me. But for some of you listening under my sound of my voice, God may be speaking to you to help. Somebody else that you may know, that you may see a need. And I just want you to understand that we are all hands and feet of Christ. It's just a matter if we choose to listen, yield ourselves, do and go. So starting at verse eight of second Kings four, one day, Elisha went on to Shunem where a wealthy woman lived. Everybody's not wealthy, but we can all give who urged him to eat some food so whenever he passed that way he would turn in there to eat food and she said to her husband behold now i know that this is a holy man of god who continually passing our is, is continually passing our way let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed a table, a chair, and a lamp, so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. She was looking at the need of this man of God. And I know we get caught up and say, oh, we're paying that pastor plenty. We're doing enough for them. It's not about that. It's about your heart to serve and to be used of God in whatever way he asked you to do it. Not the budget, but what he asked you to do. One day he came there and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, see, you have taken all this trouble for for us. What is to be done for you? would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. She basically was going to tell him I'm okay. I don't need you to reciprocate. I am okay. I did this because I wanted to feed you. I wanted you to have a place to stay, but what God does, what you see here in Ecclesiastes, if you have the right heart not the wealth. He didn't do it because of her wealth. He's about to receive or give a blessing from the Lord, not because of her wealth, but because she had a heart to give and to do, and she wasn't asking for anything in return. But the thing that had been on her heart, she had been barren. Ladies, she had been barren all these years. Her husband was old. And what you will see in the story, and I'll let you read the rest of the whole story, is that she's gonna have a son. But she didn't get that son because of medical intervention. She got that son because she first thought, How can I be a blessing to the man of God? How can I just do something? And it first started with her saying, I want you to eat. I wanna give you some food to eat. And it progressed from giving him food to eat to the bed the table, the chair, and the lamp. That was his and his servants whenever they came. And maybe what I've shared tonight won't make very much sense to you, but when I thought about the 250th episode of Milkshake Monday, it's a milestone, but it's a milestone of praise to God. It's a milestone to just be tenderhearted myself to say, I know that only through the grace of the living God, the God that's making petition for you and I, did Milkshake Monday get placed in my heart? Did Milkshake Monday share through the Holy Spirit the teachings to help me to give instruction to those who I have never met, some of you, but I tell you out of the love of my heart that I am grateful to God that he has allowed me to teach and to share with you what he has given to me. I listen to milkshake Monday five or six times after I teach it because I am learning just like you. And I am so grateful that the Holy Spirit has allowed the blessing to teach through me. And I am grateful for you all who have listened and shared. and. Um, just been an encouragement in my life. And, uh, I just want to tell you, um, thank you for the 250 episode and I pray that it'll be more. And, um, before I just start crying and bawling, I just wanted to end with a prayer of, um, thanksgiving for to God and to you. And I just say, uh, as I go to prayer, um, father, thank you, father for being a loving God to me and to all of the people that are here. Thank you, God, that you demonstrated your love, that while we were yet sinners, that your son, Jesus Christ, came and died for us. God, I know of so many people who listen to Milkshake Monday who are in such depression and sadness. And sometimes Milkshake Monday is the light that they hear to hear that somebody loves them. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the truth of your word that you've allowed to be spoken through me since 2018. I thank you that even Rev talked to his good buddy, Rich and said, you know, milkshake Monday, that's my wife's thing. And he shared with me that, um, Rev was very proud. And I learned that after, He got on to be with the Lord. And I thank you, God, that um, he always said, Anita, I'm going to be 10 steps ahead of you. And I guess God must have said to all of us to do something extraordinary. And God already knew about Milkshake Monday long before 2018. But he put it in William's heart to say something to trigger me to do this. And I am grateful that my brother and my friend in the Lord, knew 10 steps ahead that this would be needed to encourage me, to keep me going, to keep me to know that God is always with me and Faith and Albany and Broderick and our family. And I just thank you, God, for 250 episodes. And I pray, God, that whatever's been done in Milkshake Monday would be honorable to you and that lives would be changed and that people would be saved. I really pray that people will be saved, because it's not God's will for any to perish, and there are people that I love that that don't care about Jesus. And every time I, every time I come on here, I pray that the people that I love that don't care about Jesus would would really hear something. So. It's my prayer in the name of Jesus that those who listen would get close to God because he loves, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And don't give up. Don't give up. Don't let Satan steal, kill, and destroy you because God loves you. And he came to die and to show you that love And I'm really grateful for Milkshake Monday. And I pray the Lord that you will be here next week for 251. And I pray that in the name of Jesus and for the love of God. God bless you guys. Amen.